you turn Raheem down, James? Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome to FPL Juice. Post-game reaction from England, Czech Republic. England won 1-0 through to the next round. Yeah, boy. No goals conceded. Seven points in the bag. Professional-ish performance tonight. Great uh, first half. Of Love course, in the this, first half. this coverage is brought to you by Sylvanian Families. Right. <laughs> So, we are joined by Stephen Brogoth, our Everton juicer. Yes, Steve. How you doing, mate? You all right? Uh, the big positive from tonight is after the 270 minutes we've played so far, the standout performer of the tournament so far for England continues his form. Jordan Pickford has been exceptional. <laughs> there you go. You've got the um, Everton guy. Yeah, three no, clean sheets. No DCL. Six points in my Euro fantasy team. Thank you very I, much. I, I, I was very surprised that DCL didn't get a run out tonight, actually, given how Kane's playing. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of an odd one, if you ask me. I think, like Ash uh, said, he's just, they're desperate for Kane to get a goal just to kind of get the monkey off his back and feel like he's got some sort of confidence he, going he to was better tonight at least he at least he was getting in doing a he bit had a of half chance. he had a clear chance in the first half and he, he almost had a couple of chances i i i just think it, we're a hard watch mm. but but with the caveat <laughs> of as you say it's it's clean sheets and in tournament football if you don't concede, now you're out of the knockout. Now you're in the knockout stage. If you continue to not concede, we could be the grease. It's anyone's game. We could be the grease. We, we, we've <laughs> got enough. We've got enough talent. Or the Denmark. We've got enough talent in players like Grealish, uh, pace of Sterling. You can nick a goal, yeah. and I, I genuinely think when he took Grealish off, um, I think he had that in mind. Because Czech had to win, right? So they were going to mm. chuck bodies forward. We know we're going to have to play France or Portugal, and we know we're not going to be able to take them on. So we're going to have to soak up. There's no, I was saying just before, there's no chance of all of Grealish, Foden, Sterling, Kane starting against France or Portugal. Um, we will play a midfield three of Henderson. Uh, Rice and then one of Phillips or Bellingham, I think. Um, mm. yeah, do, you, do you think that's the right tactics for us to be going on and trying to win a major tournament? Because I don't, I don't remember a lot of teams setting out that way that have that have won. Well, Denmark in '92 and Greece in when was that? 2000? 2000? No, 2004. I feel like it was. I, I, I think, I think with the players we have, mm. if you know, I, I was saying watching at the beginning, Nick getting all gooey eyed. I think he was expecting like a three four nil drubbing. You know, the, the reality is, <laughs> the, the, the reality is, Guys, the way the game is in that was conjunctivitis. The gooey eyes. Basically, there's loads of people waiting, so I'm just going to okay, put I'm everyone. No, I'm going to put in. everyone in. I'm going to put everyone in. Yeah, oh, everyone yeah. get involved. The, the, the point I'm, all I'm saying is is that the way football is in Europe right now, and if you relate it back to FPL and the Czech Republic, Suchek, Kofal, they were amazing in the Premier League last season. Yeah, France, France drew with Hungary. Yeah, mm-hmm. there there isn't bad teams. There just isn't. Yeah, and it, it, 
it will, you know, yeah, if France are joined to Hungary, then I have absolutely no reason why, or, or see no reason why we can't nick a goal against them and keep a clean sheet against them. Anywhere we've got one past Hungary. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's an odd tournament. Apart from Italy, no one stood out to me. No, exactly. Do you feel like if France or... Hey, Steve-O. Or Portugal. Hey, Dom. How you Do doing? Do you think they're coming up against hey, England? Boy, right? uh, hey, man. How, Dom? Hey, Dom. Hey, Steve. You all right? Yeah, man. Good. How are you? Yeah. All good. Look, at, you... those, look at those calf muscles. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh. This is like porn. Is that, is that your legs, FPL, Steve-O? <laughs> I Jesus. Wish, I wish. They're the legs I dream about every night. Look at them. Look at them bad boys. Wowzer. If you had to look at a pair of legs and it was either Jennifer Aniston in her prime or it was Jax, who are you going for? I mean, Jennifer doesn't have calves like that, does she? No. (laughs) Not natural ones, anyway. Cows don't have calves like that. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate fantasy would be Jack Grealish in that green dress when they're getting dressed up to go out for uh, (laughs) the Ross's fundraiser. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wearing no no underwear. Yeah, Jack Grealish going (laughs) commando. Going commando. (laughs) You said it, mate. You said it, not me. Uh, Reading an encyclopedia. (laughs) Ben, what did you think of the uh, of the performance tonight? Yeah, it was much better, wasn't it? It was it was better than than Friday. Certainly, I, I mean, I'm still a little bit concerned that we're we're not scoring many goals. We've only scored two, and yeah, we've had we've had a few chances here and there, but we don't still don't really look as attacking as as we should be. I think, but, but yeah, I'm a bit more confident after tonight than I was before. I mean, it was quite clear that the tactic was. First half, go after him, press high, get a goal. And then the second half, as soon as he took Grealish off, you knew what we were doing. We were looking to see the game out. Is that just not good good management? Is that not good, effective game management from Southgate? Professional. Yeah, and I, I think even before uh, Grealish came off, it looked like we had you know, taken our foot off the gas. And, and like you said, it was... It was game management, and it, and it was also good to see a few people like Sancho and Bellingham getting getting more time as well. Mm. Um, I, I just I just worry that you know do that after two goals maybe. Um, you know I think we could have afforded to to go and get another one and and uh, make it a bit more comfortable. But but yeah, after after Friday's game, I can't really complain too much about tonight. Yeah, Friday mm. was particularly poor. Um, Don, welcome. Obviously, first time on uh, FPL Juice, our Norwich Norwich Juicer. Making How you doing, debut. Mate? Love it. I know, yeah, good. yeah, good to be on. Nice to finally get onto one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us, mate. So, yeah, we're obviously yeah, really looking forward, especially you got kind of a key role, I guess, um, with the being a juicer for a promoted team because I kind of guess a lot of the, the casual, not ultra casual, but, you know, casual viewers that kind of watch and they'll have an idea of a lot of the players just from the basis of last season. But it'll be nice to get some inside info, certainly from a, from a Norwich perspective. So... Yeah, mate. What did you What did you make of uh, tonight? Then, what was your kind of appearance? Anything you would have done differently if you were Southgate? Um, I'm not sure whether there's been any. I don't know whether there's been any discussion about Sancho. I don't know what he's done to to Southgate. <laughs> to kind of to the. I don't know whether he's injured or whether he's kind of not doing the right things in training. But yeah, I wouldn't weird. have mind. I mean, Saka was fantastic. He had he was brilliant. Certainly for the, in the first half, him yeah. and Grealish both. What I really like about those two is like when teams set up in like a low block and they kind of get two banks four in the edge of the box. Mm. Um, sometimes 
our passing can do, it can be, you know, we can get very kind of rugby style, like sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. Yeah. Um, and what, what we have, what, what you have in Saka and Grealish is two players that are going to get in and run at defenders and they, they have to come out and meet them. Otherwise they just keep running. Mm. And, that that can be the key to kind of unlocking these really tight defences. That whereas a lot of teams are quite happy to sit and just watch us pass the ball back and forth, I think the Grealish and Saka tonight certainly showed that in games maybe against teams that are going to be even more defensive. Certainly when we get to the kind of knockout stages, they could be really, really those two players could be really exciting in terms of trying to unlock those those defences. So I thought they they were a real plus. I think Grealish in particular looked fantastic with his calves. Yeah, and his low socks. Sex. He's bringing sexy Jack. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did look really good. I'd like to see him and Foden on the pitch at the same time. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because I feel like Foden brought that same energy that Jack Grealish brought tonight. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, even in Scotland, for stood out. games next season. God, can you imagine? I mean, eight million in FPL for next year. Foden. How are you? If Foden was guaranteed starts, I think mm. he'd be the first name on everyone's yeah, game. If, if he's, if he's going to play, he's one of the best signings. He might be the best signing in the game, I think. If you he, if he can get 30, 32, 33 starts out of him in a season for $8 million, that's you're absolutely laughing for yeah. that price. Yeah. He's going to be incredible. He's, he's, top, he's in my he's team at the minute, but I always but do this with Greenish a Man City, City midfielder. Yeah. Greenish at City? Nah, he's going to be a bench Not warmer happening. there, isn't he? It'd be, I, I'd hate for him to go, just because I want to see the talent in the league playing. On show, every week. Yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't want to see. and He, he won't go. He won't go. Yeah, I hope not. I, I hope not. not. I truly, I truly do. Um, Steve, we um, England are going to be playing the runner-up in Group F. Who would you want that to be? And whoever that is, how do you see us lining up against them? Is it going to be more of a pragmatic, defensive low block and try and catch them on the counter, or do you think we're going to go at them like we did first after they at Czech at the uh, against the Czech Republic? I think we got a. This is going to sound odd, but I think between France and Portugal, I think I'd actually go France. Really? Um, Why? They're the fa- they're the favourites. They'll yeah. completely dominate possession. I think if we play smart, and again, maybe against a lot of what the England fans want to see, and it would be a hard watch. But if you've got Sterling on a flank, someone like Grealish who can carry the ball, and then this yeah. is where it becomes tricky because I'd actually want Rashford or even DCL, some of his pace, mm. to be alongside Sterling. Hit them on the counter-attack. There's not, there's not many defences that are going to be able to handle that pace. And the thing is, the way we play, we almost nullify Mbappe's pace because we won't push them. We'll be asking them to come on to us. Mm. Outside of Mbappe's pace, their, their lineup is absolutely incredible. It's, it's almost as if you could pick an, you know, any team across Europe eight of them would probably be the French team. Having mm. said that, Kante, Pogba, we play against, the English players play against those t- those two week in, week out. Yeah. Um, I don't think Griezmann's been in the form that merits his name for three, four years now. Um, yeah. I think he's pretty overhyped. And I think the thing is with Portugal, they're, that, they're talented, they're good but they're on the edge where we would almost feel like we should take them on. Mm. And I feel like if we went and took a team on, yeah, I don't think we have the pace and defense to deal with that, which is why 
I said it a couple of weeks, three, four weeks ago when the squad was announced, I cannot believe we didn't bring Ben Godfrey as a centre-back in this squad. Mm-hmm. Because if we play high with Stones and Maguire, we're screwed yeah. against, against a team like with, France. With, with Walker, I think with Walker, we have got one of the only players probably in the mm-hmm. world who could actually live with Mbappe's pace in terms of covering runs and trying to get back with him. And I've, I've, it'd be interesting to see in a foot race how how well Walker would compete with Mbappe because he sweeps up behind most of the quickest players in the Premier League fairly easily. Yeah. yeah. Also, with Foden kind of on that wing as well, Foden is is super quick. Like, if he was tracking yeah, back and, and kind, kind of providing a little bit of cover as well, as well you, you feel, feel like, like we, could, we, could we could probably deal, deal with him. Um, mm. the, the, the thing that worry most about the France team would be Kante just dominating that midfield mm. against two really young midfielders that we've got there especially if Henderson's not 100% if we stick with Rice and Phillips I could see Kante and, and Pog, Pogba as much as I don't like him as a player he's mm. got quality to control that midfield with Kante next to him but, but that's almost the beauty of it uh, the, the midfield duo of, of Pogba and Rabiot will totally want to completely control possession and if we sort of almost let them yes Kante is the best of the world in his position but from what I've seen, and this is what happened to them essentially against Hungary, is Pogba and Rabio aren't helping out at all. Hmm. It's almost like they feel like they're the, the Harlem Globetrotters, Trotter, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> almost like the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. And they, they sort of feel like they should just be able to completely dominate a game. Yeah. And that, the way Southgate likes to play, I just think that sets us up nicely for that. When when we have to try and take a team on, as we saw against Scotland, mm. um, it just doesn't suit our players. Yeah. Um, got a couple of um, comments coming through. Shout out FPL Integrity. Hey, everyone. Hope you're all well. Got uh, Ulrich Grieve, aka FPL Viking. Uh, played his first season in FPL last, last season and uh, finished top, was he top 10K? Top 50K in the end? Yeah, top 10K. Very, very good. Um, he's asked a question. He said, are... Are Denmark beating Wales this Saturday, Ben? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, yeah. For me, I think I think they will. Um, I was a bit worried after. Well, we were all worried about Christian Eriksen for mm. the obvious reason, but I was a bit worried yeah. about their campaign that it would be, you know, it would be derailed after they lose basically their their talisman in such a horrible way. But I think they bounced back. They looked really good. Um, was it last night or the night before? Yeah, yeah the four-one. Um, yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And, and their record for the last year before this tournament is actually really, really good. I think they've only lost two games in something like 18 months and they were both to Belgium, who uh, obviously could beat anyone on their day. So, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Wales can't win, but I think I think Denmark are, are probably a better team than a lot of people think. James, that, what that are you stadium, at? That stadium James, is bouncing as well. <laughs> he's moved your head, Ash. In, he's trying some new pictures. He, oh, he's stuff, trying to do me picture in picture. Okay. Um, your yeah yeah that stadium was absolutely Copenhagen was absolutely bouncing as well it looked like it'd be an intimidating place to go and and play I think uh it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do I think he's and like you say uh but here how good has Damsgaard been coming in for Ericsson he looked great nice little curled finish the other night as well he's like the player that Odegaard could have been who's this Damsgaard, <laughs> Damsgaard yeah, yeah. Dom, who, yeah great, great Dom, who's your pick for the for the tournament so far, if you had to pick a winner, who who are you saying? 
Uh, pretty much since the first game, I th- I've not really been able to look past Italy. I just think they look, they've got a kind of a mixture of kind of experience at the back with Cellini. They've got a nice couple of young players coming through. I thought I've been very impressed with the football. I think under Mancini, the, the football they've played has been a lot more exciting than kind of under previous series when you think of the sort of Nestor and Maldini age in like the 90s. Mm. And yeah. When they were, they were a lot more defensive, I think they look like they can go and attack teams. I think they can mix it up. They can, they can sit off if they need to and kind of play out one, they can grind out under a 1 0 win. They can score three or four goals. I think um, Chiesa looks like, and um, is it Locatelli? I can't remember the guys. Locatelli, Lacarelli. yeah. Locatelli, yeah. He, yeah. And uh, Immobile as well. They all look, they've got some very, yeah. very impressive players. And like, every time I've seen them so far. Spinazzola's been great as well in defence as well. Yeah, I, just, like, I can't. If they can see the goal, yeah. I don't think there's anybody scoring no. so it. 3 0, 3 0. And 1 0. And 1 0, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they fielded a second-string team against Wales. They, I mean, even their second string looked really, like, really, really good with Belotti up front and Bernadeschi looked really good. Chiesa, yeah. he's not been starting matches. I mean, these they were playing the same way, but with just different personnel. They look, they look really, really strong in all areas, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they, they had. They have said they have one of the easier groups out of the kind of the big European teams, but. I mean, you still have to, you still have to go and win the games that you're in, and they've won them. Not just they haven't just won them; they've won them really, really convincingly as well. So I think they're definitely my kind of tip to watch for the for the next round. Got a comment from Sam Sam Pillay. Uh, I'm liking this reaction show, like the Talking Dead after the Walking Dead or the Walking Kane tonight. <laughs> he says, "Brilliant Walking Kane." Yeah, it, it well, he did. F- I wouldn't say he looked dead, but he definitely looked off it. He was he was more involved tonight, and like I said, like it was obvious that if you actually watch Kane, he was getting marked out of the game quite quite well. They were doubling up on him when he was picking up the ball, but he was getting in good positions, holding up the ball well, and he's actually laying it off to to his teammates tonight, which was good to see. Yeah, is there guys out of you three? Is there a scenario in the next game where you don't start Harry Kane? Nope. Still I, I, playing. I think yeah. tonight. I think tonight was the game to do that. Maybe yeah. mm-hmm. I think if you if you wanted to give Calvert Lewin or Rashford a go up front, I think tonight was the game. I think if Kane's played tonight, he, he has to play the next one as well. Uh, Steve, question from Chris Irvine. He says, um, "This is on FPL next season. If Kane if Kane goes to City, does that make him more or less attractive as an option?" And he's hashtagged it Pep Roulette. What do you reckon, Steve? Is Steve me or Steve other Steve? You. So you're Steve-O. <laughs> and then we've got Ben, a.k.a. FPL Steve-O. Just to confuse it. Um, I, I, I mean, it, I, he, he, if he goes to City, he's the first name on my, my team sheet, 100%. Um, the way Guardiola runs his teams... If he's dishing, if he's if he's forking out on Harry Kane as the replacement for Aguero, mm. De Bruyne drops back. There's no force number nine. Kane is playing. I think he played pretty much. Oh, every game. Kane is going to play pretty much every Premier League game. He might, he might, he might miss a few of the group stage Champions League games, but Kane will be playing for sure. Yeah. Um, again, and it's like the question you just asked about England. I, I said that, you know, if you look at it objectively, maybe it'd be better to have more pace yeah. for the counter-attack up top. Mm. But it's not objective. We know what Harry Kane can do. He could be out of form. I, as an England fan, I don't care. You, of course you start Kane because we know what he can do. Yeah. And that's what you're buying. You're buying a guy who's, you know, guaranteed 20-plus goals in the Premier League every year. Mm. So to not play him in the Premier League would be absolute lunacy. Yeah. I, I so want to see him in the next game just come alive. 
and just whip, you know, like sometimes he'll just whip one into the top corner for yeah. like 25 yards. Just feel like he, he needs that just to kickstart it. And this is one of the things I think I'm quite excited about. I'd rather us play, I said at the, the start of the show before we even got started, I'm not bothered yeah. about who we play. I'd, we've got to play the best. If you're going to win the tournament, you're going to play the best at some point. And it's almost a bit of a get out of jail for it. If you, if you go out against France, so be it. You know, it's probably just not our time. But if you can just get a result, and it would be chance, but if we can get a result, imagine the buzz, imagine the mm. good feeling that we would have going into a, a quarterfinal game. Yeah, go on, Steve. I, th- I think people are. I think people are underestimating how monumental that result would be if we beat mm. any of those three teams on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I, I, I would actually make us favourites if we do that. Yeah, because England don't Steady. beat. Good, good teams. <laughs> Ain't we like stages. twelve to one at the minute? Or something? <laughs> We've gone from favourites to like, yeah. to like fifth favourites. Shocking. But, but no, it, no, it, because it, because three it, of those teams would be above us. You beat one of them in the knockouts. One of them hasn't gone through already because they've been knocked out in the group. One hundred percent. We beat France or Portugal, whichever one qualifies. Uh, other than Belgium and Germany, yes, Italy. We were talking about have played really well, mm. but. The best performance so far by any team has been Germany, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see us yeah. beating any of those teams playing the way that we play unless we let the shackles off and actually go go out and attack. But Southgate, Southgate's <laughs> not going to do that. He's you not going to do it. I mean, uh, you can't judge it at the moment, though. You can't judge... Uh, uh, go on, sorry, uh, Steve. Uh, no, I was going to say, I, I, w- I would agree with, with, with Ash that you know we do have to up our game. Um but I'd agree with Steve that if we do and if we can beat any of those teams, then I'd back us to at least be in with a good chance of, of going all the way because, you know, like I said a minute ago, England don't beat good teams in the knockout stages. I mean, we, mm. you have to literally have to go back to 1966 since we beat a team that was better than us in the knockout stages. Glorious failure is our thing, isn't it? Yeah. We've only ever won one knockout game at the European Championships. One. Um, I think one, one, one thing about this England team is they're – one thing that I think is good for this England team in tournament football is they're very, they are pragmatic in terms of like the game management I've been really impressed with. So like today, mm. Kane in particular, his, the way he leads the line with his, his experience, kind of winning free kicks and kind of holding onto the ball at times when the game is just starting to run away from us a bit. I think that, I, I, know, I can kind of see the point about wanting to attack France, but also, as we've already talked about, Mbappe on the break. If you, if you go kind of herring two fullbacks getting down the touchline and we lose the ball high up the pitch. Maybe someone misplaces a pass. You've got Mbappe and Griezmann on the break. That's kind of that's never going to end well for yeah for yeah. us. In terms of, I think there needs to be. It would be nice to see them play a bit more kind of free flowing football. But I think we also have to kind of attack responsibly as well and kind of understand the, and appreciate the threat that the kind of Ronaldo's, the Mbappe's, the Griezmann's carry at the other end of the pitch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, for sure. Dom, you seem like a guy who likes to take his top off quite a lot. Um, <laughs> what did you make of? What did you make of Saka taking off his taking off his top to celebrate the Sterling's goal? Did you see this? Was it like I couldn't work it? I couldn't work out whether he was like I thought he was changing his shirt, maybe because it had got like wet or something. I didn't understand what. Yeah, when that's what I it, thought. It was, really, it was a celebration. No, I don't know. It wasn't like a kind of impassioned, like ripping it off in the way that like Ronaldo does. He kind of just, he sort of just like he was getting, like, getting changed and like getting ready for bed. He just sort of slipped it off and just sort of stood there with his top on. I don't know what that was going on there. I well, really, yeah, just... I, I did kind of clock that. I was like, what is he doing there? Because like, I thought he had maybe like a message on his shirt, but I couldn't see one. <laughs> there was no shirt underneath it. Yeah, it was just. 
Oh, that, was, that, was, I, that was very, very strange. I thought like it was a bit uncomfortable when he's like straightening out of it. Couldn't get it, you know, trying to get it comfortable, just couldn't do it. Reminded me a bit of like that scene in the, the, uh, the scene in the office where Brent's got his shirt off and that woman walks in and he, suck <laughs> and his, he sucks yeah, it suck his stomach back in. <laughs> we going to the pub? <laughs> oh, uh, no. there's definitely like a Brent quality to it at that moment oh dear uh, extraordinary maybe it's something he's picked up down at Arsenal to celebrate <laughs> other people's scoring have you all seen just... Modric's goal by the way who's yeah. sorry oh, Modric like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, finish. yeah. He's, just, he's such an, he's still such an underrated player Modric that is an unbelievable goal yeah um, there's been some great goals at this tournament um I mean, that's absolutely world-class from Modric. That is disgusting. That's filth. Um, What's been your favourite goals? Um, I'll start with you, Steve. What's been your favourite goal so far? Actually, I mean, I think uh, Yarmolenko maybe, but looking at it, you know, uh, I live in Sweden, so try and look at things objectively. Yeah. In in terms of a thought-out, well, well, just team goal mm. our goal tonight was actually very very good yeah mm. um it's not a blockbuster because it's not from but if you actually look at the entire build-up it's, mm. it's a very good goal but now that moderate strike tonight you got yeah that's techers right yeah there. different Jesus. different gravy ben uh yeah obviously obviously the one against scotland the uh the Czech Chick. one from the Chick halfway Patrick line stands yeah. out and um, and also the Denmark one again was that last night the Denmark last played? night yeah yeah the absolute thunderbolt one of their rocket. ones absolute rocket yeah. yeah absolutely yeah can't can't argue with any of those they're up they're definitely up there Dom uh, so mine my my favourite goal so far was actually um, it wasn't one of the best goals of the tournament but it was the it was Denmark's first against Belgium you know when is it Paulsen scored in the first like two minutes yeah off the uh, and, yeah 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 in the inside the box and it was more it was more for just the emotion that came just from the fans and the players like because that was obviously the first game they played properly after the Ericsson um, incident yeah. It was just incredible, kind of seeing what these tournaments are all about, and kind of what international football is all about. Like the you know, fans in the stadium just crying two minutes into the game. It was just, yeah. oh, I got goosebumps watching that goal. That was that's my favourite so far, just for that reason. Yeah, good chat. <laughs> Sam Pelé is giving me jokes on the on the comments. He's gone. Jack Grealish's calves are bigger than my paycheck. And then he's also <laughs> he's also said about on the Saka thing. I think Saka forgot to wear his "Why Always Sancho" shirt underneath. <laughs> giving it a bit of Balotelli I love that he's um, yeah I think Sancho is a weird one we've we've sort of touched on it earlier but there's it's, it's, it's very very strange that he's not getting minutes yeah why do you think that is guys uh, I, I, I don't really know but I just wish Southgate would stop making stuff up to excuse <laughs> he's like, a, poli- he's like not- a politician isn't he yeah, he said, what did he say? That he, he, he hasn't got any tournament football experience. But, you know, the guy's played in the Champions League. He's played for Dortmund mm. at the very top level for a couple of years. Yeah. As if he's not ready to take on Scotland or the Czech Republic. Like, yeah. he'd well, be absolutely fine. But then so, Rice. Rice knows that. a little bit. But Mount, like, Mount's Bellingham, not had any tournament Phillips, experience. Mount, exactly. Saka, Phillips, Bellingham, yeah. Bellingham's getting Mings. minutes. It just it's rubbish. It doesn't make sense. And as a, as a Villa and Jack Grealish fan, as you know, He's been doing that for a couple of seasons about, you know, he used to say he didn't pick Grealish because he, he hadn't played in the Premier League much, but then he picked Calvin Phillips who hadn't played in the Premier League. And, yeah. Um, it, which is fine. Like, 
but just be just, just stand by your decision and, and be yeah. honest about it. Don't, yeah, don't make up these weird excuses. Mm. Uh, exactly, hundred um, percent. I think it's. I think it's. If well, you look at his managerial history, right? I think it's just the way he plays, and it, obviously fans don't want to hear it, but he wants his wide men, or at least one of them. And it, it, to be honest, it's never too fair. We saw it with Ancelotti last year. You know, Richarlison under an attacking manager is a completely different player. Under a defensive manager, he's amazing at what he does in terms of his work rate and blocks and whatever, mm. and he tracks back. Southgate doesn't want a Sancho. He doesn't, if he plays, if, put it this way, I think he looks at it as if he plays Sancho, he has to drop one of Kane or Sterling because mm. they ain't going to do the hard work back either. Mm. And, and I don't think he trusts him just yet over one of those two. Yeah, the only, the only other thing potentially could be the only other thing I can think of is maybe attitude in training or kind of attitude around the camp. Like, because in the past he's been very firm. He certainly was at Madison around kind of his response to him breaching COVID lockdown and breaching yeah. lockdown and things. So I don't know whether there's something that we're not seeing in terms of the way that Sancho is kind of presenting himself as a as a sort of a, as a professional around the camp that's maybe impacting it. But as you say, yeah. like, there's no real reason why maybe the role but other than that I can't really think of really, what is it because he wasn't even in the squad tonight he wasn't in the squad for the first game he was in the squad he was on tonight yeah he came on tonight but he wasn't oh, even he on, on. it's not like it's uh, Sancho's first England camp do you know what I mean he's been on he's been on a yeah. fair few he's been on you know he's probably been on six or seven maybe even more England camps he's been on in national duty with England quite a bit. So mm. if there was something yeah. that Southgate didn't like about him, I'm sure he, he wouldn't bother including him into a, a squad like this unless he was, unless his hand was forced or there was no one else to pick, I guess. But he had other, yeah, he had other players like Lingard and Ward Prowse that he could have picked ahead of him. I, I just don't know why he just doesn't say, you know, we've got 26 players and we've got really good players like Sterling, Foden, Grealish, and, mm. and I can't play them all, so... You know, someone has to miss out rather than making up these politician answers. Yeah, at least that's that's what <laughs> Mourinho used to say, wasn't it? You know, it just when everyone questioned, in fairness, when he was at Chelsea, <clears> he would say, you know, mm. these are the players I pick. The players I think are the better players. That's it. You know, it's. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it's I genuinely think if if Sterling does his cruciate in training tomorrow, I actually think Sancho starts. But I'd, I think I'd say, I reckon Rashford's a, ahead. I think he sees him as a direct replacement. Yeah. And he's not dropping Sterling. And in, and in fairness, as much as Sterling's had his kind of haters and stuff during this tournament, he's still looking good for England. Like, I, I, I think he's been our best player. How, how, can you, how can you really argue against what we've seen? Well, we've scored two goals and he's scored them both. So, yeah. I well, mean, you can't, what, maybe can't say much more than that. Chances. Yeah. yeah. He's been frustrating at times, don't get me wrong, yeah. but he's still getting the ball to be in those positions to cock it up mm. i think you know we just need I mean? to we just need to appreciate him for for what he is and i think myself included in this i want him to be better i want him to be that guy that we turn to i want him to be that mbappe or that you know no, he's, he's not but he's, he's walk, never he's gonna walk 2020 that's he's never he gonna be that and we need to start appreciating him for yeah. what he is he's um, a fast wasteful footballer yeah he's never gonna be anything else he's not gonna learn to, to finish he is what he is everyone was saying when when guardiola first took over oh, he's gonna really te- he can't teach it he's already too old he's in his 20s he's not gonna learn how to finish his legs don't work that well way. he taught him to get he's in the not- six yard box whenever sane crossed the ball and that worked for it considerable yeah, amount of the time. the ball so. will hit him. Someone will ping the ball across six yard box. It'll bounce, bounce off his shin. In, yeah. and, he'll, and he'll score his 20 goals a season, which yeah. is great. But he's never going to be that composed, 
Mbappe or yeah. you know anyone else you pick out of yeah. you know Salah or anyone like that. He's just never going to be as good as yeah. Him. Uh, ben FPL launched today. Uh, have you done yeah. your team? No, I've just uh, I've also picked it for now. Yeah, um, just to get just to get my ID. I couldn't uh, with uh, with FPL or fantasy Euros going on, and uh, I can't think about two things at once. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave too it much. Until yeah, typical the Euros man. Is out the way. We're all the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Any obviously we've got your intros dropping. Is it tomorrow, Jimmy? We've got all your juicer intros dropping on YouTube tomorrow, which we're really excited to release. The first bit of content coming from you guys. Um, is there any uh, sort of update on on what's happening at, at Villa? I know you've been in for a couple of players. Yeah, we've, we're apparently close to signing a, a guy from River Plate, Julian Alvarez, who I, I must admit I, I've never heard of, but he okay. is in the Argentina squad. Yeah. Um, so again, it's another it's another wide attacker, which which is good to see because that was probably our weakest area last year. With Trezeguet and El Ghazi get a few headlines because mm. they score the odd goal, but they're they're not actually very good. So it's good to see us getting <laughs> Wendia. Sorry, <laughs> oh, it's awkward. I'm still I'm still processing it. I'm not. I'm oh, not really it's there awkward. Yet. I mean, always like the, the seven seven stages of grief. I'm in like denial at the moment. <laughs> Tom, with, um, with Tom, Norwich, Tom, how Tom. special is he? Um, he's, I mean, he's special. Like, I, mean, you, I think everyone's seen the kind of the stats going around on social media about how, he, how many chances he creates and things. He's, he's, he's just, he's. I think he, he's brilliant. He needs to be played in the team where you kind of, you almost just kind of wind him up and let him go. So you just say, you just do your thing. Almost like we had when, um, so when Warnock was at QPR with Trapped and he kind of just said, right, you just do what you want and oh, everybody yeah. else will kind of adapt around you. So, like, he's technically, really? I think he's yeah. the best. Um, yeah, I feel like that, yeah. I think technically, as I've, been, I've watched Norwich for over 20 years. And as, a as a technical footballer, I think he's the best. I've not seen a better footballer at Norwich, certainly in time, but I've been watching them by quite a distance. And we've got some good players. Like, I mean, I'd say he's, I'd say he's twice as good as Houlihan was at any point in Houlihan's career from what I've seen from him so far. And Houlihan up until then, I think was the best player I've ever, I'd ever seen at Norwich. And he's just, yeah, I, I do think as, as upset as I'm about the fact he's left, I think I'm looking forward to him playing for Villa. And I think they have got a real player on the hands and for 6.5 yeah. in fantasy, mm. um, he could do some, I think he could break sort of 130, 140 points this year for if Villa kind of get him firing on all cylinders. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, just um, just one last thing I was going to say, Dom. The opening day, Liverpool, right? Again. Last time this happened, I captained yeah. Salah. I think I triple captained Salah on the first day of the season. Yeah, brave. Uh, well, because Norwich came up and they had, you'll probably remember this better than me, but they had like the whole back line was injured, basically. They didn't have any centre-halves, we, did they? We, we, we had most, most of that season we spent playing on Alex Tetti at centre-back. It was like there was... It was like it was like the kind of football manager levels of injury where every time you press you press space bar, somebody's pulled up with a new injury in training. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I, I had I was at Anfield for that game. I had I had Salah captain for that game as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously this time round, bit better prepared. Do you think they'll be a bit more optimistic about this season? I think we learned a lot. I think in that in the season two years ago, I think certainly in the championship, Farker's game management has improved mm. infinitely since the, like in the, in the game in the Premier League, in the season in the Premier League, I think our game management was so poor. Like we kept games way too open. If we went one nil up, we just keep attacking. Like there was no, 
there was no responsibility in terms of the way that they defended games, certainly in the kind of last, in the final third of matches. Yeah. Um, last year, the amount of one nils and two ones we ground out in the last kind of 10 minutes was, gave me a lot of hope. The only thing that's slightly concerning is Hanley's gone off injured for Scotland tonight. Oh, uh, right. I didn't see that. Okay. I didn't see what it was. He walked off, but obviously, you know, I think people have walked off with quite bad knee injuries before. So I think we'll be waiting for a scan for that. I'm still waiting for Ben Gibson to get back as well. I think, um, yeah, I think if we can get a set old back four with Aaron's Gibson, Hanley and um, one and one and a left back, we've got a couple of left backs to choose from. Yeah. Um, of the, of the first five games are going to be, absolute nightmare because we've just been shat on by the uh, the fixture generator <laughs> I saw that yeah. um, it's whether it's whether if we are bottom on zero points after five games it's whether Farker can kind of galvanise them and kind of get them to a point where they're able to compete and because I no swearing on this pub yeah <laughs> after, after lockdown last year I think we lost all 10 games or something like we just looked absolutely dreadful so it's yeah. I think we've got I'm more confident this year than I was two years ago, having seen how effectively they kind of kept, we kept clean sheets last year and we were a lot more effective defensively, but yeah, when of going is obviously a big loss as well. And it would depend on how well mm. Milo, the guy from Werder Bremen will uh, replace him. Yeah. Cool. Um, last Perfect. one, um, Steve, just touching base. Uh, Everton, have you found a manager yet? Uh, we are still contemplating whether or not to alienate the fan base. Um, I think I think uh, it looks like it's going to be rough. I, I, I don't know. I, I was <laughs> certain. I was certain it was be Nuno. I, I don't think you know Everton fans are a funny bunch. Um, you, if you look at it purely, if you if you're looking at it from an FPL stat based mindset, yeah. Rafa's a pretty good shout, but a good there's a lot of there's a lot of history there. It's the emotion, and uh, we've never forgiven him from the small club jibe. So, um, <laughs> and you what's, never will. What's, what's been the uh, what's been the response from Everton fans in terms of how's it been met, like received, the fact that you might be getting him in? There's been some banners outside the stadium with, if we're not allowed to swear, I can't say. Um, <laughs> there's been a lot of heat from it yeah. uh, but the problem is is that it's one of those situations where who, no one's actually coming up with a better option in my opinion mm. there's a yeah. lot of talk about Clement what's he called Clement Granier but no Premier League experience for mm. me I said it weeks and weeks ago I would love us just we're not going to go down we've tried the big name managers we've tried the managers that are hot I, I would love just to try Roll the dice with a, with a Lampard or a Rooney. Or, would you or take um, like Would you say Eddie Howe for like a long term project? No, because he did his long term project. I think. if you look at, I think if you look at Moyes, it took Moyes almost six years to get over his long term project. Yeah, um, and I think managers like I think if if Howe had been out of the game for maybe one more season, yeah, then yes. I'd be yeah. interested in that, but yeah. I, I think I think the I think the emotional attachment and and not just emotional attachment. I think mentally, when you you've been at a club for that long and achieved so much, like yeah. like Eddie Howe did, to expect them to come in and just start a new project and, and mm. you know, Look, I, I, I think, think if, if Everton fans, if Everton fans, I don't, I don't can, think you can have Nuno. If they can get over it. 
I think there's a quality manager there for them, and I think he can take them yeah. forward. But whether or not they can do that is a different story. Um, guys, listen, we're going to have to go. Um, we really appreciate you coming on and having a, a little chat of us post-match uh, reaction, the England result, and a little catch-up. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on very, very soon. Guys, do make sure you check out our Juicers videos, uh, little intro videos of uh, all the guys that we're sort of collaborating with this season. They'll be dropping on YouTube uh, early next week. Um, and make sure you drop them a follow. All their uh, all their Twitter handles will be on the videos. Guys, thank you very much. And um, it's coming home. we'll Cheers, speak guys. to it's you soon. It's coming, it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming. There we go. Football's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will be good on a karaoke, eh? Nice one, Dom. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Pleasure, lads. Cheers, Ben. <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Dom. See you soon, mate. Right, guys, just remember the code, the final, well, not the final, but the The latest code digit for the code is, of course, number. Uh, You have to watch the, you have to watch the watch along to find it. When you see a picture of Manish. Yes, from Portugal. From Portugal, you will know that shirt number is the one you need. And that is the code that will get you a PS5. Oh. There it is on oh, the screen. Oh, so don't show number, it for too long, Jimmy. There you go. That number is the latest. We don't want to give away that code. PS5, so that's the so fourth easy. number in the code. Mm. Um, and like I say, whoever's got all the right numbers. Yeah. You'll be in with a chance within the PS5. Yeah. yeah, guys, uh, we hope you really enjoyed watching that uh, England game along with us. First half was great. Second half was a little bit drab. But the main thing is that we're through to the round of 16 where we'll face probably a difficult team but like nick says you got to beat the best to be the best so to be the man you gotta beat the man you gotta beat a man down man. uh guys do remember to smash that like button get those likes up and whoever disliked it you're a numpty um have we not Woo! No, no bed, dislike mate. Oh, some kid a little bit cheated on actually um and also remember to subscribe to the channel guys we do need all your support we do need all your help we are hoping to grow this channel and keep bringing you all this juicy content uh, every week and hopefully more than once a week in the future. Yeah, so, man. guys, do remember to subscribe to the channel. Uh, juicy videos will be out this week. Uh, you can also catch up on a video that I just did, ranking all the Euro kits 48 to 1. It's only a 20-minute watch, and if you're into your kits, you'll love it. Nick, anything to say? Yeah, I'm really tired. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> Is it because you're 40 now? Yes. Listen, give Nick a break. He's getting a little bit older now. I won't see you on next week's pod. He's almost 40. No, 40 on Tuesday, man. It's not what those greys are saying anyway. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nick won't be here next week, so I will be here with a special guest. Watch the views. Who wants to be my up. Who wants to be my co-host? <laughs> well you got drop the me, your oyster drop me a message on instagram let's get that racist guy on with you yeah that'd be good end up it'll in be a like scrap. when when the ku klux klan guy went on jerry springer and it all kicks up. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be good fun well we'd get some views for it i'm sure there we go you gotta do it mate uh yeah anyway <laughs> guys thanks for joining us and we'll see you next tuesday don't forget to buy those sylvanian family trees and characters hell yeah Thanks very much, guys. Take care, guys. Stay juicy. Bye for now. Bye, Bye. Felicia. Chamonix.